Welcome to Or Else, the podcast for the next generation of business leaders and entrepreneurs. Mr. Kenny is the president of Wilhelm Construction. He's Indiana, born and bred, went to Purdue for undergrad, where he got his degree in engineering, and he has a wife and five children, ages 32 to 22, and they still all live in Indianapolis today, some of his children working with him at Wilhelm. The construction company was more than just a first job after school. In fact, Mr. Kenny has worked for Wilhelm ever since grade school, over the summers and during school breaks, sometimes even on the weekends. uh, I I always say that child labor laws didn't apply in our family because I I went to work right out of eighth grade, so it was, uh, but it was great, it was wonderful. Um, So we, any job around our, our, our building or our yard there, uh, if it was hot and dangerous, you always gave it to the family members, so they they never complained. So it was it was a typical story of working for your family, uh, but it was good hard work. And, and the thing I always remember is the 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 people I worked with were some of them old enough that were my grandfather's age has told me don't do this the rest of your life, stay in school and get an education. So that's some of the things I did there. Uh, but again, it, we did a little bit of everything, worked outside out at, at our office, worked out on construction projects and so on uh, until I went off to school. And then I did started more into the administrative or office side of things. Mm-hmm. Wilhelm has been around for almost 100 years, 96 years if you want specifics. And while the company is largely successful now, it had a very humble beginning. Francis Wilhelm was my grandfather. My mom was his oldest child. So um, he started in 1923. It's a, one of the old success stories. My mom says he, he she thinks he might have got out of the eighth grade. And uh, it, so it started his own business as a bricklayer in 1923 on the southeast side of Indianapolis in a small building there. In fact, that's our same location we are today. So we're in our 96th year of business and so he grew the business through the 20s, 30s, through the Depression, into the 40s and 50s. And in the 1950s, the research I've done, we were in the top 100 contractors in the country. So he quickly grew the business. And then in the early 70s, he turned it over to my uncle, my mom's brother, to run the business as he retired. My grandfather retired. And then my uncle grew the business, 70s, 80s, and 90s. And then in the year 2000, uh, 2001, excuse me, my, I became president there. And, and so it's a third generation business. I have a first cousin, Chris Wilhelm, is also working there. Mm-hmm. And we work closely together. And then my two sons uh, are working there full time. And Chris's son is was also working for us this summer. So there's still some family members there. Because Wilhelm has been around for so long, there are several iconic buildings in Indianapolis they worked on that gave them their big break, one of which is Union Station downtown. Just a few. His really first big project was the International Harvester Plant, which is uh, over off of Brookville Road on the southeast side of town. In fact, they're just finishing tearing the whole thing down. And so it's uh, pretty ironic to watch uh, but that that was his big break as, as as a general contractor, and then the the next story I think that was really uh, 
helped us is we, we when Union Station in downtown Indianapolis was completed in, the, I think it was the 70s or early 80s, we did the work on Union Station. When we took the old train station there and really made it a, 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 a place to, to go to in downtown Indianapolis and really helped rejuvenate downtown. Mm -hmm. So those were two of the big things and, and milestones in our, in our company's history, really. Back when the city was still developing, Mr. Kenny and his wife would walk down the street and would pass 10 people and know half of them. Now, on a night out downtown, they don't recognize a single person. And that can sound negative, but he says it as a positive. It's an example of how much the city is growing in the short period of his lifetime. Before Union Station, there was no place for people to collectively go. Now, all of downtown is that way, and it's exciting for Mr. Kenny to see the before and after. It, it was right in the center of downtown, and it was really ha had been run down for years. Nothing was in there. There was a few trains that came through there, and uh, a couple of the local developers um, who hired Wilhelm to go in there and really spent the time and effort to rejuvenate that. And I think it really, it, it was, there was a lot of sports activities at that, about that same time that were coming to Indianapolis. And, uh, but really there was no place to go in terms of for meals, bars, and those kind of things. So it just was something that kick-started the whole uh, nightlife in downtown Indianapolis. So it was, it was I remember going in the, into the Union Station, it was, it, it was just full of homeless people and it was just a mess. It was a beautiful old building. Uh, and a couple years later, then it was a, it was a marketplace to go. It was, it was really a neat neat project to be a part of. How old were you whenever you completed that? If you don't mind me asking. No, it was I was probably uh, seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. So I I worked on it during the summer when I was in in high school for it then, and, and uh, it, it again used to go tour it when when I was at school, and it was just a lot of fun, neat to be a part of. And now it's interesting to go back down there and see how it's, it's even changed over that time frame. Yeah. They've been working for Eli Lilly and Company since the 1950s. They've worked on Union Station, Banker's Life Fieldhouse, the Hyatt Hotels across from it, and most recently, the Red Line stations you now see from Carmel to downtown. Since they've been around and worked on so many buildings in Indianapolis, Mr. Kenny is seeing many of their early buildings torn down. An odd construction cycle of life. Wilhelm doesn't only do projects in Indy, though. They branch out as far as three hours distance from the city. And the drive distance is set for a couple of reasons, but I'll let Mr. Kinney explain that bit. The reason that we don't travel outside of, of two to three hours of Indianapolis is because it's hard to take those employees on the road. It's hard to go build somewhere much farther away that you can't get back maybe over the weekend or during the week. Uh, so we try to stick to that, and that's what we built our business model on. And why has it been in so been so important to you and maybe the company to stick to that original kind of construction company model? The uh, two two reasons. There's just a lot of pride in saying our employees built this. Uh, there, there's to me there is a, a lot of pride, and uh, it it also when you have that many people and you have the forces to go build these buildings. It gives you better control over cost and schedule of construction. 
uh, where if we need more, two more bricklayers on this project, we can call them from another project and go move them over there. So it gives a, it just, it, to me, it's, it's, it's riskier, that's for sure, but it's also uh, the, the reward's much greater. Aside from the distance challenges of a project, I wanted to know about the most basic challenges they face as a business. One of them isn't unique to construction, and it's trying to make sure they have enough business in the pipeline, always looking a couple years out to make sure they have projects lined up. The second challenge is finding people willing to do the hard work. Construction isn't easy, so finding enough people to fill those positions can sometimes be difficult. On, on the, the craftspeople side that are actually out doing the work on construction projects, uh, we are uh, actively looking, getting into the high schools to try to attract young people to, to go into the construction trades. I, I spoke to a, a group of 75 high school counselors recently about the, the need for construction workers and you can make a, a, a wonderful living in construction. And, and the big sell there is the parents. They, everybody's always told their children that you need to go get a college degree. Well, there's a lot of young men and women, uh, whether it was in my generation or, or now, that, that just weren't cut out for college. And, and so we're, we're looking for young men and women like that that want to go learn a, a, a craft, whether that's an electrician, a plumber, uh, an iron worker, whatever it might be. So we're, we're trying to get more in, as an industry, more into the high schools to really promote our industry that we really haven't done before because we haven't seen the shortages like we're seeing now. For these young people recruited, Wilhelm provides training programs, an apprenticeship, he calls it, of five years to get them ready to perform the necessary skills for the trade. The, they do the the very simple tasks maybe on a construction project and while they're doing that whether that's uh, carrying materials for an electrician and if you're going to be an electrician you're the first thing you're probably going to do is is carry materials and help some of the older people the more experienced people do their do the the we call it the grunt work mm -hmm. on there and then at, at all the while, you're also watching what happens on the job. Well, how do they put this together? How do they wire this, for example? So they start out at a lower wage with, with some of the simpler tasks. And then as they learn more in the classroom and on the job, they, they continue to get do more and more uh, work, uh, more, more um, complex work mm -hmm. as, as you get go through the various four or five years uh, in your apprenticeship program, where at the end, of the five years, you should know how to do everything an electrician or a plumber does. On their website, Wilhelm specifically calls out diversity and inclusion. In the drop-down box under About, there is a tab called Diversity, where they state they are committed to, I quote, diversity inclusion. One of the first sentences on this page is, quote, Wilhelm is committed to diversity inclusion throughout each aspect of our endeavors, strategically providing relationships, tools, resources, mentoring, and funds to promote, celebrate, and engage talented individuals across all diverse business spectrums, end quote. Because they are so open and bold with their statement, I had to ask Mr. Kenny why they were so intentional. 
No, and it's a great question. We, we and it should have several answers. We, we always try to make our workforce, both out on construction projects and in our office, look like our community in terms of, of race, gender, age, faith, whatever it might be. You just be like a part of the community. So we really promote that. Uh, and we, we also promote new businesses and because our industry needs them. We need to build the capacity in the future for whether that's a subcontractor, supplier, whatever it might be. And, and that's so we really promote diverse businesses again, whether it's a minority owned business, woman owned business, veteran owned business, whatever the, the designation, we promote that. Um, there's a lot of cities and public jobs that really have goals to meet to, to help with diversity, but we do it as a company in general, whether their goals or not just because our industry needs it, that's the future. Historically, construction as an industry has been a, a white male like myself. Well, that's not the future. The, the future is, again, a much more diverse workforce, much more diverse uh, subcontractor and supplier. So we're really promoting it now within to get people, uh, especially young people involved, whether that's with their own business, whether working for us, whatever way we can support that to to diversify, really. Mm -hmm. In the end, being around for 96 years and still going strong is a big deal. They've left their mark, quite literally, on this city. But with so many projects and things to be proud of, I wanted to know what Mr. Kenny wants people to remember about Wilhelm Construction. The, the one thing really is, is the quality of our work. It is what sells it. That's that's what hope they remember us for. Um, it, it's it's easy to build a building, but is it going to last? And and does that sat that the quality of the work satisfy our clients? And that's one of the reasons we've been able to stay in business now. Ninety six years is a lot of long time clients because we we do things right. The the quality of our work and if. If there's an error in our work, we will fix it at our own cost uh, as part of our service. We, we just can't lose sight that we are in the service business no, no different than any other service. Um, we, we build things. So that's the one thing is, is the quality of our work. The other, the, the more personal side of it is uh, I enjoy actually making something. As, as nowadays our, our, in, our, our economy and it seems like it's more just service oriented, providing service to people. And now while we're providing a service, we're also building something, buildings that you, you can drive by and see. And I worked on that, I worked on this. And I know that's a, from, from our employees' side, I hear it all the time, that the pride they take in saying, I worked on that project or I worked on that one. So uh, again, that, that's a long answer, but it's, it, it's the, the quality of our work is something that that I, I really think is, is key, and that's, that's the key to our longevity as a company, really. While an old company, Wilhelm is evolving, always looking for ways to improve their business and grow as a community. Throughout our interview, Mr. Kenny kept going back to that, the idea of growing as a community. And at the end, when I asked him if he had any final remarks, it was no surprise to me that he brought up diversity inclusion once again. I just, it's, we, we've been, I mentioned earlier about d diversity and, and rep 
recruiting young people. And historically, we've always recruited in the construction industry in, in that. But we're now looking at do we, do we hire hardworking, young, smart people and teach them our industry? So maybe they went to school for, maybe they went to college for uh, creative writing. It, do you hire somebody like that and teach them how does that fit in construction? So we're looking at a lot of opportunities like that to versus hire, uh, have, hire them because they have a construction background is do we, do we take what we call it hiring the best athlete. You, you hear that tons as a sports analogy. We, we, we want the best athletes. So we're looking at that as a way to help some of the shortages we're seeing in, in our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're, so we've got several we've, we've hired that had no clue what construction was that they're doing very, very well. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It's, it's, yeah. it's an interesting time in our industry, really. Yeah. What are um, some major changes that you think are going to undergo with Indianapolis in terms of the construction business? Now that I think about it, I, I think you'll you in, Indianapolis is is always been pretty like the Midwest is pretty steady. Our, our construction work, the ups and downs in a recession are are really not as as wild as the east and west coast. So it's going to stay steady, and there's a lot of great construction on the books now for Central Indiana, which is a good thing. I think you're going to continue to see uh, our, our, our entire workforce, whether, again, it's out on construction projects or in our office, uh, become more diverse from, from all. So, and, and I'm hoping because I think it makes us better. So I think that's the big thing. You'll see a different-looking industry um, as, more, as we recruit more people in there. But, no, I'm, I'm bullish on, on construction around here. It just seems like it's... Contrary to what you might read or read or, or see on the the various news channels, I, I think it's I, I think for the next several years things will do, be very well in con- construction in this part of the state. Really, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and exciting for you in what way? It, exciting because it's I am seeing our industry change at, in, in ways and the way it looks, the use of technology. I mean, we're using a lot of robots now. In, in, in projects, we're doing a lot of things with prefabrication off a construction site and shipping it to the site. Um, uh, again, so we're doing a lot of things using technology more, which is, has been very interesting, mm-hmm. pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- those are the main things is, is as, as I see our industry change and, and diversify, really. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Wilhelm has been around for almost 100 years. Indianapolis has grown industrially under their eyes and hands, and yet the company itself is being shaped by the city and the growth of the community around them. They are an old company when pitted against most of the businesses in Indianapolis, but they have been able to grow with the city just as much as the city itself has grown because of them. Thanks for joining us again on another episode of Or Else. Join us next time to figure out what's popping in the wonderful city of Indianapolis. 